Hello, friend. My name is Lane Kennedy, and this is Your Intuition Knows. Thank you for joining me. This is a podcast about exploring life and slowing down from today's super connected, overcommitted busyness. In these episodes, I will show up and share practical tools, small inspirations, pieces of conversations, connection with others, and hope that just for today, if you take a moment, a time out, and breathe, that your life will change. Yep. One slow breath, one pause can change everything. I dare you to hang out with me. Let's change the world. Let's change your world one breath, one moment at a time. Welcome to the show. Let's get into it. Welcome back. Hi, guys. Lane Kennedy here. Another episode. And I'm following through with this mini, mini season, mini series of introducing you to some of my favorite people in the Yoga Nidra space. And today I have another guest, and I'm really grateful that she has agreed to come on the show today with me and to share her journey into Yoga Nidra. Uh, I don't know if you know this, but Yoga Nidra is a gift that you give to yourself and it keeps giving back. And that is why I'm doing this, is for you to be awakened to it. And if you hear all this noise in the background, guess what? That's my puppy. We're live. So I'm going to bring Brittany Lynn onto the show with us today. Brittany Lynn is an awesome yoga and mindfulness teacher. She's internationally trained. She's done thousands of hours of this practice and studying. Uh, she's a mindfulness uh, teacher. She does uh, just, and she's an incredible human being. I mean, her resume is rich, you guys. And she didn't start out in this yoga space. Her story is really interesting. And I think you're going to enjoy her. Brittany, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Lane. <laughs> okay. My dog now is standing at the door uh, <laughs> and I'm thinking, oh my God, do I have to run and take her out? <laughs> uh, this is Does my life. That's okay. Just one minute. Yeah. <laughs> the day, right? This is life. This is life, you guys. And you know, I mean, you know, if you've listened to me long enough, you know that I just have to roll with it, right? And so do you. That's life. Absolutely. 100%. So Brittany, okay, let's get into this topic. And I'm super grateful that you're here. Thank you for joining me and sharing your story. I want to get like right into the nitty gritty because I think our listeners want to know like why this practice like why this practice? What makes this practice any different than any other meditation practice? But before we get there, I want you to share a little bit about your story and how you found it. Like what hit the fan for you? <laughs> um, well, for me, I, gosh, what part of the story can I tell? <laughs> um, you know, I, I started working in the space of, uh, I used to work in manufacturing and photography and I was in a very, very high stress, uh, place. And it wasn't just the jobs that I was working in, but it was also just the lifestyle that I was leading and the way that I allowed myself to 
let my surroundings and my job and my lifestyle get to me and stress me out a lot. And so I found meditation practice, Vedic meditation practice about 10 years ago, almost 10 years ago. And it was something that shifted my entire life. And I began practicing yoga more. I started meditating regularly and I ended up shifting my career from one of photography and filmmaking into one of sharing these practices with others. And one of the things about Yoga Nidra that's so special and to me is allowing not just to have a practice in the space of the conscious realm. And when I'm, when we meditate, we're, we're very conscious. I mean, sometimes we might go into that bliss state (laughs) and we feel like, I don't know where I went. And, And that happens often in Yoga Nidra as well. But the thing that really drew me to Yoga Nidra, which is actually a newer practice for me within the last year, is the tapping into the brain and the the subconscious and starting to understand where our beliefs come from and being able to kind of plant a new seed and reprogram these limiting beliefs and these things that we might have that are stopping us from becoming our best self, our achieving our highest potential. And so the practice of yoga nidra has been something that has really fascinated me since I started not only practicing it, but also learning the science behind it. Cause I'm a super science nerdy kind of <laughs> geek. So, <laughs> um, yeah. Oh my God. Okay. So let's just back up for a minute because you're, you're not alone in having super stressful job, mm-hmm. having the awakening of like, Oh my God, I can't live with it like this anymore. And then diving into the meditation or mindfulness or yoga space. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're a listener out there and you're like in a high stress, you know, high stress job, like all of the speakers that I brought on here, we're, we're all the same. <laughs> we, we've all come from this extremely stressful place yeah. and really uh, said, you know what, we can't live like this anymore. Mm-hmm. And then we took a dive. I mean, it's really like just jumping into the unknown right? and discovering yourself. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I love that you talked about uh, how unique yoga nidra is because mm-hmm. meditation is, I mean, we all, we all know that we should meditate. Right. <laughs> we know that it's good for us, but we don't do it. Yeah. You know, I mean, how many conversations have you had with people and they just look at, they just look at you and go, "Mm mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and most people say that to me, they say, I want to do it. I'm just not carving space and time out for myself. And that I think the biggest hurdle for all of us is with anything, it could be yoga, it could be meditation, it could be yoga nidra. It's it's all of these practices. We know they're good for us. We feel good when we do them. Mm -hmm. And it can be very challenging to make it a priority. Right. And I think that one of the things with yoga nidra that's so special too, is that it almost feels like a practice where you kind of let yourself off the hook a little bit yeah. <laughs> when you're practicing yoga, obviously you're conscious for that in meditation. I'm always telling, you know, my students, cause I specialize in teaching mindfulness and meditation in workplace settings. Mm-hmm. I'm always talking about how, you know, if your body needs sleep, that's okay. But sleep and meditation are two different things. And so, you know, it's mm-hmm. sort of 
Um, I think a lot of times people put stress or pressure on themselves to stay awake when they're meditating. And even though in yoga nidra, we want to be in that hypnagogic state between awake and sleep, and we, we don't want to go just straight into deep sleep, we can kind of give ourselves a little bit of grace and let ourselves off the hook. Because if we fall asleep, the practice is still going to be beneficial for us. Yes. And, you know, <laughs> so um, I think that actually is really wonderful because if you listen to a yoga nidra and you lay yourself down and you fall asleep, you don't have to feel like, oh gosh, I fell asleep and I'm not... I'm not doing the practice. I'm not doing the work because you actually are, even if you end up drifting off. So I think it, I think it's a really wonderful practice for those of us who are busy or stressed or feel like we can't sit up in meditation or whatever it happens to be. And it kind of gives us that um, permission to be able to allow ourselves, no matter how sleepy we are, no matter how much we have going on to do this practice, to listen to someone lead us through this practice where we can, we don't have to have any expectation on the other end of it. That is so beautifully stated. Did you guys hear that? Right? <laughs> like I always tell my students, like there's no perfection here. And if you right. fall asleep, it's all good. But what you, what I just heard you say is that the practice is still working. Yeah. The practice is still doing its, its magic. Even if you do drift off into sleepville, <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. Um, I have a student actually, he was, he was at my class last night and he, he, you know, he kind of like breathes heavily, like begins mm -hmm. to snore <laughs> a little bit. Right? right. And I just, you know, bring him back and then he drifts back into that deep state again. And he's mm -hmm. always like, am I doing it right? Am I doing yeah. it right, Lane? And I'm like, absolutely. <laughs> He's like, because I feel so rested. And I'm like, then you're doing it right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. There's no right or wrong. That's the thing is like, there's no gold stars or A pluses, you know, <laughs> like right. we're doing yeah. something a certain way. It's just um, allowing yourself to be with everything that shows up that day. So if it's sleep, it's sleep. If it's it's something else that sort of is dug up, then that's what it is. If you yeah. feel super restful, whatever it happens to be, everything that shows up is exactly the way the practice needs to be. Right. What has been one of the biggest uh, shifts for you using this practice? For me, it's been actually really interesting because I, I have started to become so aware of a lot of things that maybe have either been sort of, I don't want to say swept under the rug, but things that I haven't necessarily paid attention to in my life that either have happened in the past or have, um, have affected me in ways that I didn't really understand. And through the practice of yoga nidra, it's really interesting because even though I feel so extremely rested when I practice this practice, which is really extremely beneficial to me. I'm I, right now I'm packing up to move out of the country for a while. And so I have a lot that's on my plate wrapping up every, my time in Los Angeles, um, after 17 years, but this practice really helps to bring me into that place of feeling extremely rested. That being said, I also come out of these practices with so much insight it's, you know, things just come up for me and I, I, I have uh, inspiration that arises. And sometimes I feel like I've released things that have been 
you know, weights on my shoulders, even if I don't know exactly what's coming up or exactly what's being processed, I just feel an energetic shift that's happening when I do these practices. Mm -hmm. And it's actually kind of hard to explain because sometimes I can pinpoint it. Sometimes I can say, okay, this thing came up for me during this practice. I'm going to journal it out and, and I'm able to release and let go. But there are other times where I can't, I don't even know what it is, but I'm like, oh, I felt a shift and it just feels like being able to unearth my, myself, my real self when I do this practice on a regular basis without having to even know what it is I'm looking for. It's letting go of expectation and just allowing the practice to do its magic without me forcing anything to happen, which is pretty incredible. Okay. I want you to get specific. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> because you know what? I, like I can relate to that, mm-hmm. but we have listeners here who've never experienced this and maybe they're going through something, right? Right. And they need to, they need to understand exactly what it does. Right. Cause for me, like it's lifted my depression completely 100%. Mm, mm-hmm. Right. Like I am no longer that mom that was miserable. Right. I'm right. no longer that wife that was like, get away from me. Like it is completely transformed. <laughs> right. Like it's, it's really like shocking to me. And the more that I do this practice, the more freedom I get from that bondage that I mm-hmm. had. Mm-hmm. I was like trapped as another being almost, I feel. Right. And so the yoga nidra practice has lifted me out of that and it has be, it's granted me this permission to be authentic me. And I hear right. what you're saying in that, but I want to like, let's get granular mm-hmm. for our listeners so they can like go deep on this journey with you. Right. I think so for me, it's, it's hard to, um, I, I guess it's, it's a little bit hard to extract exactly what yoga nidra is doing versus my other meditation practices as well. Mm -hmm. But I do know that since implementing yoga nidra practice into um, these these meditative practices and this self-work, I guess you could say, um, on, on, on every different type of level, is there's an overwhelming sense of peace that mm-hmm. has has come up and and I think when when it comes to getting into the the nitty gritty and the details like you're asking, you know there are times where i I've done this practice and a situation that had weighed on me in the past, um, whether it's forgiving somebody or having you know some strings or ties to a certain situation that I thought that maybe I processed consciously, (laughs) like, oh yeah, no, I'm over it. You know, that sort of thing that we do where we're like, oh yeah, no, I've thought about it. We've talked about it. I'm over it. There've been times in my practice where something will come up as like, for example, like having a visual of this person that I've had a challenging time with sitting in front of me and really being able to look them in the eye, in my mind's eye and see them as a human being rather than somebody who hurt me. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that for me, it's been really powerful to be able to have these experiences. And again, it's not expected. Some of these things come up. One day is different than the other. Mm-hmm. But having these experiences where I, I've, I have this shift in my mindset where I understand that things happen. Mm-hmm. Things just happen. 
things are not happening around me or to me because you know, it's not about somebody doing something to me in order to hurt me. It's not about a situation happening or a challenge arising in life, you know, to bring me down. It's, I think Yoganija has really helped me to understand, you know, to see things as they are. The practice itself, there are times when things come up and they come up and they just are. Mm -hmm. It's not to shake the boat or stir something in me that's you know, meant to hurt me in any way or frustrate me or whatever it happens to be or make me sad or make me happy or whatever the emotion might be. But I think that with more of this practice, it's really great to be able to step back and say, whatever comes my way during practice and out of practice, it is what it is. And I'm able to see it from a fresh pair of eyes instead of seeing it from that ego place of, me, 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 what's happening around me is happening to me because that, that just isn't the case. Does that make sense? Totally makes sense. And I hear forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I hear like you're talking very specific about a person, mm-hmm. right? And seeing them differently and yeah. being free from them. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, I was just, I just did an episode. It was my birthday and I did an episode. Um, <laughs> thank you. About forgiveness. Mm-hmm. and. I have found that forgiveness in this practice. And that's what I'm hearing very similar to what you do is like, there's a, a release. Yeah. A letting go. Absolutely. And, and I'll be honest, it's, it hasn't just been a release of situations or people that are outside of me. For me, it's really been a deep dive into forgiveness of myself. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I love that. (laughs) Oh my God. Yes. Okay. So let's give our listeners some tips. Let's get practical. Okay. (laughs) Because we're, we're like, you know, we're practitioners, we're pros, we're in deep on this stuff. And you know, this is, I mean, it's, it can be hard to create a practice. Absolutely. So how, you know, how do you, Share how you start. Well, I think that it's a couple of things. Uh, it depends on somebody's personality. I'm, I'm very much a recovery perfectionist type A personality, uh-huh, which uh-huh. is why I think, you know, for me, this is why I shifted my lifestyle into teaching because it's helped me so very much. Yeah. And so for me, it's very helpful for, to either set an alarm or schedule it in as much as I would love to just say, oh yeah, I just get up and I meditate and I practice. Like, I am just such a by my calendar kind of girl. And if I don't carve out time for myself and I, I don't say like, don't schedule anything right now, Brittany, like in mm-hmm. my calendar, mm-hmm. <laughs> I have kind of a, a more challenging time doing these things for myself because I will do everything for everyone else before I, I do things for myself, which is exactly what I need to flip. And so I think for certain people, if it has to do with actually scheduling it in, schedule it in or set your alarm for 10 minutes earlier. I know that sleep is important and it might feel like I really want that extra 10 minutes or 20 minutes or 30 minutes of sleep. But yoga nidra is such an important practice that you actually get the benefits as if you slept, you know, four, six, eight more hours than if you than if you did decide, you know, oh, I'm going to take off 20 minutes of my, my sleep. So, um, I think that that's really important. 
And then I'll be honest, I know for myself, I would love to sit here and say, yes, I have this perfect practice and I get up every day and I do it at this time. And I really wish that I could say that, especially being a mindfulness and meditation teacher, Mm -hmm. but I just don't. I'm a human Mm -hmm. and I have things that go on. And I think that the number one thing is when you start a practice, give yourself a little bit of of wiggle room and give yourself Mm -hmm. grace. If there's a day that goes by and you don't do your practice, don't feel like the last five days are all for naught. You know, right. it's, you know, it's like you, you, you might have a good streak, but it's not about, you know, it's not like this 30 day challenge where like, you're going to get to the end and be like, yes, I did it for 30 days. That's not the point of this practice. This, this is a lifelong practice. Mm-hmm. If you go a day or two or a week or whatever it happens to be, and you don't do it. And then you start to notice, oh gosh, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling different. Cause I'm not practicing then just remind yourself, okay, it's okay that I didn't do it, but I'm going to come back to it because I know how important it is and I know how it makes me feel. So I think, you know, allowing yourself those days where it, when it doesn't happen, don't beat yourself up over it because that's, we don't need to have meditation or yoga nidra be something that causes more stress in our life. It should be something that's taking away our stress and giving ourselves that place to pour out some of that stress, stress from our cup. So, um, I think being gentle with yourself is a really, really powerful thing. Mm -hmm. And, um, so, and committing, committing to it and, and, you know, it's really hard, but I think the most challenging thing is committing to yourself and just saying, I deserve this 10 minutes, this 20 minutes, this 30 minutes, whatever it happens to be to, to practice, because I will be able to show up for myself, for other people, for my kids, for my spouse, for my friends, for my students, for whatever it happens to be, for my dog, (laughs) you know, like you will show up in the world um, lighter, more free, Mm -hmm. more peaceful when you do carve out this time in your day for yourself. And it's not selfish, just, Mm -hmm. just understanding that it's not selfish, but it's necessary. Okay. You just brought up so much and I'm like, okay, where where do I want to go with that? So I think one of the key things that you brought up though, I'm going to nail this. We're going to, we're going to nail this to the wall. Um, This idea of like, you know, nobody has time. So, you know, sleep is essential. Nobody sleeps really great these days. And so this idea of how the brain is operating and let's get nerdy here for a second. Because I know both of us are really into the, the science of how yoga nidra works. And you mentioned that, you know, that 20 minutes is actually going to uh, feed you an extra, you know, potential hour of sleep mm-hmm. or an extra two hours of sleep, right? Just giving yourself, you know, waking yourself up 20 minutes before you're supposed to get up, rolling over, getting on the floor, doing your practice or whatever you want to do, right? But what actually is happening in the brain? Let's go there for a minute. So in a yoga nidra practice, you, the ideal state, which it's a practice, right? Okay, so I'm going to preface it with that. It's a practice. Yeah. The first time you, you lay down for yoga nidra, the first 10 times, the first month, the first year, whatever it is, I know for me, I end up falling asleep. <laughs> I'm mm. still a newer practitioner. It's been only a year since I've been practicing yoga nidra. And there are a lot of times where I still fall asleep mm-hmm. because I'm tired. And just, that's the, that's what my body needs. But what happens ideally in a yoga nidra practice is that you're actually going into this space between awake and asleep. It's kind of that place where we, I kind of mentioned before where you're like, I don't, I know I wasn't asleep, but I 
I think I was awake. I heard her voice or, you know, whatever yeah. happened. It's very dreamy. Like it's, it's a very, yeah. Kind of like this dream, like bliss state that you can't really explain. And you, the, the time flies and you're like, but I know I wasn't asleep. Mm -hmm. Um, that's the hypnagogic state. And that's between that, the awake and asleep state where you're, you're moving from these more beta brainwave lengths and this alpha where it's a, a lot more calm, but you're kind of right on the brink of sleep between the alpha and theta brainwaves mm -hmm. where the theta is with that light sleep. And, and what's happening is when we put ourselves into these states, these brain wavelengths and these states that our brain was in when a lot of the things let's say from either childhood or a lot of the states that we're in when, when, when trauma happens and, and kind of in these places where our brain programs things from ages zero to eight, when we get back into that brain wavelength that we program things and we actually have an opportunity to reprogram yeah. whatever our beliefs happen to be. And so the more that we allow ourselves to get into that place, we are not only giving ourselves that time to reprogram, but it is a place where we get this restful, I don't want to say sleep because it's not sleep, but this, this, this true rest that our body needs that we don't allow ourselves to do. I mean, in our lives, we're either going, 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 and we're just doing to get stuff done, or we, we are asleep we are, you know, like, it's just like, oh, well, I'll sleep, you know, I'll, I'll just sleep and I'll be fine. Well, we need to have some conscious and subconscious rest mm -hmm. in order for our bodies to be working in the optimal state that they can be working in. So yoga nidra provides us that space that we can actually be awake and in this kind of in-between space where we're actually going to be giving ourselves more rest because we are consciously or subconsciously resting rather than just knocking out and being unconscious and, and hoping for the best. I know also with yoga nidra, when more that we practice and we allow ourselves that space, it can actually help when we are sleeping too. So when we go to sleep at night, our brain can get into the restful spaces a lot easier than if we're just always stressed out. And then we feel like, oh yeah, I'm sleeping five, six, seven hours a night, but I, I'm always waking up tired. When we do a practice like yoga nidra, it helps. Um, I don't know if the right word is regulate, but it, it, it helps yeah. us to get into a pattern that, um, that, that invites more restful sleep when you are asleep as well. Yeah. And I, I just want to like kind of, mm, kind of deepen this like theta state, right? This, this theta state is when we are connected to this uh, spiritual, you know, mm -hmm. this kind of um, out of body experience. Uh, we can do this. We can actually hit theta, you know, a lot of times we can go into theta if we're really um, like, playing the guitar, mm. sitting on the beach, we can drop down into the state in a wakeful state. Mm -hmm. And we, you know, painting, painter, great painters, right? They can drop down into the state of state. And there's this, this sense of beautiful ease and calm and serenity. And it's here that not only can we start to rewire these old behaviors, but we also re, we, we begin to rewire new Mm -hmm. ideas. Yeah. Right? We have these new insights. We have new um, 
it's like a, a new way to see a situation. Right. So the, Absolutely. And, and we're creating new neural pathways as yes. well, you know? And so, and well, I think a common misconception too, is people think that, that these brainwave states that we are in, like, oh, theta and delta, you're asleep. Well, no, we actually have all of these these wavelengths happening mm-hmm. when we're awake, when we're asleep, it's just right. which one is more dominant. And so yeah. like you were saying, you know, if somebody's playing the guitar or they're, you know, a lot of people like even like going for a run, like people say like, oh, that's really meditative for me. Yeah. You're right. conscious and you're in that space. You do not have to be on the brink of sleep to get into theta. You are more in that brain wavelength when you are falling asleep, but that does not mean that it can't be accessed in our wakeful um, moments as well. And, and I think that that is the common misconception is people think that it's compartmentalized and it's like, Oh, well, when I'm beta, I'm doing this and alpha, I'm doing this. And it's like, they're all there. It's just a matter of learning to access these brain wavelengths when doing other things as well. And I think that when we can also access these during a practice of yoga nidra, and we can start to create these new neural pathways and these new patterns, we're able to take that into our wakeful uh, life as well. It's not just about, right. oh, I feel so good after I do this practice. It's like we're creating these new ways of showing up in the world yeah. because we're creating, yeah, we're creating these new, um, these new ways uh, that our brain actually connects itself and connects what, how we connect to the rest of the world. So you guys, I want you to grab the free yoga nidra that I have, right? Lane Kennedy forward slash free YN practice. You got to just try it, right? It's like unbelievable when you get into these states that Brittany and I are talking about because your life begins to change. And you heard Brittany say, you know, she was in a high stress job and boom, she let it go because she found like meditation and transformed her life. Brittany, I have loved our conversation. I could talk to you all day because we we <laughs> both know, like totally too. geek out on the science of this. You know? Totally, yeah. Uh, um, so maybe I'll have you back on again. That'd be wonderful. For a future, future show and we can go really deep. Um, how are people going to find you? Do you want them to meet you over on Instagram? Yeah, that's great. Actually, that's the best place. Um, so my Instagram name is Beautifully Awakening. And that is also my website, beautifullyawakening.com. And um, yeah, Instagram is the best. I, I post a lot up there, my stories, things that I share. Um, my website's up on there as well. Um, and I have different links to retreats that I have coming up. I'm going to be recording a yoga nidra practice soon as well that will be available. And I also have a free meditation on my website. Um, when you go to my website, a thing pops up you know, free meditation. And, um, that's up there for anybody who'd like to use it as well. Yes. You guys go and check out what she's doing. I mean, really like when I met Brittany, I really, it's like one of those things that you meet somebody across the room and you're like, yes, I know. <laughs> yes. Right. Like you look at all the yeah. people and you're like, I, that one right there, I'm going in. <laughs> I feel you. Yeah. I feel so, you. you know, she's got a special spirit make sure to check her out, um, hit her up on Instagram and grab her meditation. Brittany, thank you so much for being on the show with me today. You guys keep on keeping on. Thank you for being here with us. I'm so honored. Thank you so much for having me, Lane. I really appreciate it. May this day bring you something light, something bright, and something so juicy and delicious so that you may be the best you can be. Until next time.
Take good care, my friends. Thank you, my friend. Thank you for listening. Make sure to grab that free yoga nidra practice over at lanekennedy.com forward slash free YN practice. Okay, take good care.